Hello, Fangirl Nation. Welcome to this episode of Fangirl Talk. It is Tracy, 49ers Fangirl, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie, your Jaguars Fangirl. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. And guys, I say good morning. You'll be listening to this in the evening, but we record in the morning and I just can't seem to not say good morning. It's the polite in me. It's the polite fangirl in me. I just can't stop myself. Um, We had a... As you listen to this on your way What did you say, Steph? I said, well, good evening as you listen to this on your way home. Yes. Good evening, fangirl nation. Good morning, Steph. (laughs) I think that's that's maybe how we'll do it um, from here on out. I can't believe we are going into week 10 of the NFL season. This has just flown by. Flown. It's just been crazy. I cannot, I just can't believe it. Here we are going into week 10. It is November 6th. It's election day. If you're listening to this on the way home and you have not voted yet, please make sure you vote on the way home. No matter which way you vote, it is important that you vote. So that's my PSA for the podcast. Um, And now uh, we'll get into some football. So Steph's team, the Jaguars, is coming off of a bye. Right. And Steph, you said that Leonard Fournette was a full participation in practice yesterday? Yeah. So on yeah Monday, he was full participation, which is, you know, it can't really be soon enough. And O'Shaughnessy, the tight end, who is sort of stepped up when – Austin Seffrey and Jenkins went out. He was a scratch the last couple of weeks. So he was full participation. And for the Jags, it just seems like they need as many players, anybody that can wear a uniform at this point to show up. And of course they traded for Hyde, but he was in a brand new scheme, very different from, you know, what the Browns do. And, um, you know, everybody is participating. They had Bortles at one, um, but you know, the, It'll be interesting. I mean, the coaching, it seems like um, there's some there's some issues there. And um, they took full responsibilities. But I think that if something doesn't change relatively soon, I mean, I think it could be very similar to what the Browns are going through. And I think since you bring up the Browns, um, they, of course, fired Hugh Jackson. You know, bad teams stay bad by firing their coaches every you know, one or two years. And I don't, I don't disagree with the decision to fire Hugh Jackson because I think it has been a hot mess over there, but they, it's just fascinating how an organization just cannot seem to get it together year after year, one bad decision after the other. And it's just, it's like incredible to watch. And this is a professional organization. I mean, the national football league, and it's just been kind of crazy to watch it year after year, coach after coach getting fired. Um, and it's it's like almost like they're cursed. Like no matter what they do, it just doesn't seem to work. And they have a really good young quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Um, and I hope that they don't squander that. Yeah, I think, I, you know, Hugh Jackson had some like questionable like calls. And I know that the, that, you know, the Cleveland Brown fans are kind of, some are, were for it, some were against it. Um, you know, I didn't really have an opinion, but what was kind of interesting about it was the owner said that there was internal discord. And that's kind of a bummer because it seemed like they, you know, they have a brand new, you know, running back. They have a brand new, you know, QB that has been handling, you know, his business. And what is going on? Like, why would there be internal discord at that point? You know, it's just what a bummer for that team because if anybody wanted, 
you know, I think all of America was kind of rooting for Cleveland to turn it around, you know? It's just I think so. Tough. I mean, that's just tough. And I feel bad for the young kids there. Yes, I do too. And it was interesting. A number of reports came out that Hugh Jackson has a nickname of you, Jackson, because everything is someone else's fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is not a great quality in a leader. Um, and I think that definitely becomes a problem and that could have been the internal discourse discord because, you know, if he's constantly blaming everybody else at the end of the day, though, when you are the head coach and you're the leader, then it, it falls on you and you have to take it. Um, and if your plan is to point fingers at everybody that, can definitely cause discord among your staff, among your players in the organization. Uh, so, of course, as usual, per usual, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see who they hire. I mean, I imagine the Browns are kind of a very interesting organization because, you know, you could come to the with the idea that who wants to go and coach there. But at the end of the day, there are 32 head coaching jobs. That's it. There are 32 head coaching jobs in the NFL. And when one opens up and you want one, you're going to go there. So uh, I think it will be interesting to see who they end up getting. If you're a person with options, you may not go there. But um, if you're looking for your first head coaching job or whatever head coaching job and in one, you know, is, opens up, you're going to consider it. So we will have another off-season coaching search for the Cleveland Browns per usual. Um, and we'll see how they do the rest of the season with their interim coach. Yeah, I think it's going to – it's just rough, you know, um, to, to have to start over, you know, like that. But, um, you know, I feel bad for them. But I've heard a lot of good things about their interim head coach and their new OC. Um, our Browns fangirl did an exceptional, like, videos on all the things about – you know, I think it was on her Facebook and her Twitter, but about the new hires. And I think uh, if you yeah. are a Browns fan, you should definitely check that out. Yes, uh, Browns FGSN on Instagram and Twitter and Browns Fangirl on Facebook. She did really do an exceptional job, as Steph said. So we will plug Emily, um, our Browns Fangirl. And you guys should definitely check her out because she did uh, a really good job. And she, you know, she bleeds orange and brown. Yeah. And she's, she's bleeding with you guys. Um, so definitely follow her. Misery loves company. But I think you'll also enjoy kind of seeing her coverage and, and her take on uh, – on different things. And this week, another little plug for FGSN. Um, if you go to FGSN.com, she did a drink this week in our halftime lifestyle report called the Baker make Baker Mayfield. Um, and it is both delicious and awesome. Like great. Yeah. Drink name. Baker Mayfield, great name for a quarterback, <laughs> great name for a drink. Um, so, uh, that is, that is very fun. And then on the other side of the spectrum from the Browns, we have Tom Brady and the New England Patriots who are continuing their world domination. Uh, we saw them the other night against the Packers in a game that was very hyped up because you had goat versus goat, number 12 versus number 12, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Tom Brady did come out on top, but that was it was a fun matchup to watch. The Patriots, of course, ended up winning pretty handily, but definitely a, a fun matchup to watch. And we got to see a lot of Josh Gordon, who seems to really be flourishing in New England. You know, there was one minor issue with some punctuality. But other than that, he seems to be be doing well there. Do you think he's going to continue to because, you know, with the Patriots, it's their way or the highway. It's just that's how they're built. Do you think he's going to continue to do well? And do you think that's a good spot for him? Because I do. 
I think so for sure because I think it is I think he it is his way or the highway and you and I think you know Josh Gordon has battled a lot of demons and I think obviously um some of it is just you know it's it's addiction and you know it's a disease but I think if Josh Gordon really is serious about staying clean and staying on the up and up and really wanting to play football he could not be in a better situation than to be playing I mean, for the Patriots. So he, I would imagine, is going to do everything in his power to keep it going. And it is their way or the highway. So I think he will do well. And if he doesn't, then that'll be that. You know, and I mean, with addiction, just a little bit of experience I have, you know, with family members and whatever, but what it structures good, structures your friend, you know, that's what you can count on. And I can see that really being a really good place for him. Um, And I hope he does well. Like I want him to, I mean, he was, you know, a generational talent. And I think that that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Not I am too. And, <laughs> and I, it seems like his teammates also are really rallied behind him. Of course, he, like you said, he's a generational talent and they need wide receivers. So of course they're rallying behind him, but I've noticed, you know, on social media, there seems to be, and again, it's social media. So who knows, maybe this is like the most naive comment ever, but there seems to be a very concerted effort to build him up among all of his teammates and the team. You saw that a little bit with Richard Sherman and the issues, you know, some 49ers had, you know, I think that's sort of what the team needs. I mean, to, you know, the vets have to come in and help those guys. And I think that's part of the, you know, football family thing is they come in and they help and you succeed as a team and they know he can help them succeed as a team. So they want to help him where they can. So I think it's kind of a really neat thing to see. Yes, I think so too. Um, and it's looking more and more like the AFC Championship will be New England versus Kansas City in a rematch of that Sunday night game from a couple weeks ago. Patrick Mahomes just continues also his own world domination. What a talent. What a pickup by the Chiefs. And like so much credit to them because, I mean, they let Alex Smith go, um, but they saw something in him and they they were right. And what and he's so much fun to watch, Like, which is what an incredible player. A hundred percent. He's like, I'd watch it any, like I'd watch him any time of the day. And I, he continues to surprise me. Like when I'm like, Oh no, he's going down. That's a full blitz. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he finds a way. And, and even when he's like on his back foot, where you shouldn't oh, he's be able unbelievable. to he like tosses it to his other hand <laughs> or, you know, whatever. It's like, crazy and you know I I don't know if it's it is a little lucky but I do think he takes chances where I think others would be more conservative and Mm -hmm. those chances have paid off you know they're not always going to but I do think he's um he's he's something special and he's super fun to watch It's, it's easy to root for him I agree and then a fun little anecdote I saw the other day and uh Chiefs fangirl and I had a pretty good laugh about this uh that he was they, the team I guess was going to a haunted house or some of his friends and he was really scared he didn't want to go but his girlfriend made him and then he was happy he went and I was like that's like the cutest thing I've ever heard <laughs> so, yep that was just I was like that's he's not scared of a blitz no no not scared of a blitz he's not scared of a 300 pound like linebacker coming at him but <laughs> <laughs> the haunted house. I don't like. I don't like haunted houses either. I don't either. I don't. And fun fact about me, guys, is I'm 
massively arachnophobic, even fake spiders. Yeah. Um, And like, and I, Halloween's my favorite holiday, but that's the only part of it that I don't like. But then oddly, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. So that's kind of just the weird part about the whole thing. Um, But I am like massively arachnophobic. So I get if there was going to be a spider in that haunted house, hard pass over here. Uh, very hard pass, oh. uh, but I think it'll be fun. And so I'm now I'm rooting for no offense to your Jaguar stuff, but now I'm rooting for the Pats okay. chiefs AFC championship, because I think like old school versus new school, like what a great storyline and matchup that would be. Yeah. And that I think it was so good. Well, and I think that the NFL and I'm not trying to be all conspiracy theorists here, but I do think that that's a story that NFL wants. I mean, I think, that's like definitely I mean of course I'm hoping that Jags turn it around I I'm surprised I think that their performance is the shock of the season I think that they had every ability to come back to the AFC championship but you know now they're at the tail end of their easy schedule but they're still gonna have to figure it out because they have all those injuries you know maybe they figure out figure it out maybe they don't but you know, it's just it's a bummer for Jacksonville fans because, you know, they're long suffering as well. And, you know, they haven't really been that successful in so long. They made certain choices and, you know, they're starting to see whether or not those choices were good. But, you know, I'm still pulling for them. I'm going to pull for them. No well, I mean, you're Jags so. fangirl. If you're not pulling for them, <laughs> who's going to pull for them? <laughs> um, speaking of which, I want to take just a brief second talking about a team that's going nowhere fast. However, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are actually going into their lighter part of the schedule and I think have a chance to play a little better and do a little better to at least give, um, you know, a little hope and momentum going into the end of the season. But let's give it up for Nick Mullins because oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know he was playing the Raiders and the Raiders are terrible, but terrible. But that being said, <laughs> let's give it up for Nick Mullins. I and also like a great guy. Couldn't be happier for him. Um, and let the battle for the 2019 backup begin because I think wow. there's a high likelihood it could end up being Nick Mullins. They the Niners will play the Giants on Monday Night Football. The Giants are also pretty bad, not as bad as the Raiders. Um, right. but they the 49ers schedule definitely lightens up. They have the Giants and the bye, then the right. Buccaneers, and then um the Seahawks, which of course is always a crapshoot. Uh, but the Broncos <laughs> towards the end of this season. So again, the Seahawks, the Rams. So it's not gonna be easy, but they have potential to win a few games. And I know there are of course always fans that say they should lose the games for the draft pick, but that is not how athletes think. And I actually believe it would be better for this team to play well and have some momentum going into next season. They're going to have a high draft pick no matter what. Um, So uh, I would love to see them be able to put together a few wins. And I think also it is going to be important to see like, is who's going to be the backup quarterback next year. This is an opportunity for uh, the 49ers to be able to figure that out. And no one has been named the starter yet for Monday night. My gut tells me it's going to be Nick Mullins, but we've yet to get a, you know, a confirmation. Well, I mean, to me, that was one of the – it was just a very interesting Thursday night football. It was great to see – I mean, like I said, in as much as you cheer for, like, Mahomes, you have to cheer for a kid like Nick Mullins, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, watching that was like super exciting because he had some hard throws in there. And he – yes, I know, it's the Raiders, but who cares? Like, 
what that did, it seemed like it changed the entire dynamic of what the 49ers did. And even on defense, all of them were just hyped around him. I mean, I don't think I've seen um, Kyle Shanahan smile. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, you know, not doing a football game. And he was just, you know, ear to ear. And it was so exciting because, you know, he obviously is thinking, well, at least somebody's listening to me. At least somebody's getting some of this. So it was kind of a neat thing to see for the 49ers. And they've definitely been through a lot and and a lot of injuries as well. And of course, Jimmy Garoppolo, but it was a, it was pretty neat. And I, I, you know, I'm with you on that because I do not, there's some even big names that will come out and say, oh, it's not important that they win. You know, this game doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, hell no. Like, it does mean everything. I mean, athletes play for the number on their back. And Mm -hmm. if they do not, you know, do if they're not able to perform in the game, if they're on a one-year contract, do you think that they get have many more offers? No. They're always going to give it 100%. So the idea of tanking in an NFL is just not – it's it's asinine it just does not happen it's you know maybe in basketball where there's guaranteed contracts and all that kind of stuff i i know that that happens but in football it's just it just does not happen you you can ask any player you want it will never happen that's a fan perspective i agree 100% 100% and then so on the other end of the nfc um, from the 49ers, uh, we had the Rams and the Saints the other day. Great football oh, game. The Saints handed the Rams their first loss. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I am of the feeling that a team is better off losing in the regular season because yes. you're going to lose at some point and you don't want it to be the Super Bowl. We saw that with the Panthers a few years ago. They lost the Super Bowl. We saw it with the Patriots. They lost, I want to say, either in the first or second round. I know the Dolphins did went yeah. all the way, but the yeah. Dolphins ha- had a 14 game regular season, not a 16 game regular season, and I do think that makes a difference. So, I think, but I think we saw, I you know, I we talked a lot about the at the beginning of the season that it would be the Rams and the Vikings in the NFC Championship, but I think it's going to be Saints and the Rams. What a fun game to watch! Such and another matchup of like old school versus new school. You have you know Golf versus Breeze. Um, so that was. That was a great, exciting game. I think the playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the play. Yeah, I. You know, it's a good prediction. It's a, it's safe too. I mean, both teams are just like railing through. So I mean, and you know, I think it's you know, I think it'd be fun to let or see what Breeze can do too, because you know he's obviously record breaking. He's been through a lot, tough. You know, injuries and everything. And I, you know, obviously, I'd love to see what he could do and you know he's just a great quarterback so and now we have Goff in there and we have the Rams that are just a powerhouse so of course you know who I'd I'd watch that game any any day of the week oh for sure I mean I'm really rooting for Rams Saints Patriots Chiefs uh on championship Sunday because that would be really one of the most fun days of football and then it would make for a pretty incredible Super Bowl no matter who went to it like what a fun, yeah. fun game um, that will be. So um, I know we're looking ahead and we have kind of miles to go before any of that happens, but those are now kind of our mid-season, my new mid-season predictions uh, on, you know, <laughs> what it's uh, 
what it's going to be. So I also think a cool Super Bowl would be um, Breeze versus Brady, two quarterbacks who played each other in college. Um, I can't take another Patriots Super Bowl. I can't, Tracy. I just. Well, I think you may, you have, you have a few months to kind of rev yourself up because there is a chance it's not guaranteed, but there's a high likelihood, but it is, you know, they did play each other in college. Breeze went to Purdue. Brady, of course, went to Michigan, go blue. Um, and, um, Brady dominated that game actually, if memory serves, uh, but, um, I don't know, that would be kind of a cool, it'd be a cool matchup, but you know, I understand. I think a lot of people are of the same feeling as you are. But I think everyone may have to ramp themselves up because of the rate they're going. <laughs> very high. Well, what's funny, it's crazy. Like the Jags went out and just totally dominated the Patriots. And now they're the team on top and Jags can't get a win. And I'm over here going, man. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it just. Well, that's football, I guess. That is, you know what? That's the NFL on any given Sunday. And I think also, and we all do this early in the season, you know, those first few weeks of the season, we, we all get very hyped up on certain things that are happening. Um, you know, in football's, I think a little bit too, like you can start slow and really ramp up, um, or, you know, vice versa. Um, and I think we always in those first few weeks are like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is it. The Patriots, this is the year they're done. Brady's done. This one's done. That one's done. And then like next thing you know, you're going to week right. 10 and they've won. What have they won? Seven straight, six straight. Um, yeah, they're doing well. So they're, it, you know, whole, I don't know. It, yeah, everything. I don't know if the Red Sox gave them some momentum or their fans came out in force, but man, they're, they, they look good. I mean, they look very, very good. Yes, they do. Uh, so we shall see how it all plays out. Um, well, I know, I know, but I, I know you're not rooting for it. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes, but I just feel like you should be prepared for it. <laughs> just, okay. So just so you don't go into some sort of shock if it happens. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be shocked. My husband's a Patriots fan. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't know that. Oh, well, look at that. Oh. Uh. He's awful. He's awful. It's like <laughs> he's awful, <laughs> and he's like trying to like change the kids over. You don't want to be. Oh no, that's he can't do that. That's silly. Your kids are Bay Area, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I've just crowned them Bay Area fan kids, so that's not he can't do that. That's not except, of course, for the right? their new Jaguars love, but they are Bay Area fan kids, so he can't yeah. really do that. That's not fair. Um, so I'm going to, I just go ahead and say that's a, that's a non-starter. Um, well, we have a, a good weekend ahead. Uh, Panthers are playing the Steelers Thursday night football. That'll actually probably be, um, a pretty good game. And you know, the Rams are playing the Seahawks, which that matchup is always interesting. Cause they, I mean, the Rams actually historically yeah, play really well against the Seahawks that probably will continue, but that's always kind of a fun matchup. Yeah. And I don't like even the last time they played just a few weeks ago. I know the Rams obviously won, but the Seahawks gave them a run for their money. And so it was kind of neat to see the Rams on their toes because, you know, they're such a powerhouse, you know, like you don't want to see everyone get blown out every time the Rams play, you know? So the fact that the Seahawks made them, you know, come back and actually do other things, I think that was really good to see. It's like, and that's the thing about being in the same conference is they 
play them enough to really know that team. And that's what makes it exciting. Yep. I agree. Um, and then of course, one other team that we can just speak about briefly that we haven't talked about is the Cowboys who there is trouble, uh, at AT&T stadium. They just got blown out by the Titans last night and I don't know what is going on there. And I don't, you know, I don't know what'll happen. Um, but I think this season is not exactly going how Jerry Jones and Cowboys fans had hoped it would. Uh, no, and I'm okay with that. Yes, I know. Steph has a pretty solid hatred towards the Cowboys, which is totally fair. As a 49ers fan in the 90s, it is like our God-given right to have um, a solid hatred towards the Cowboys. I do kind of like Dak Prescott, so I root for him, but I'm, I mean, I'm not losing sleep. On my list of things to worry about right. today, it's not high up there or on there. But uh, nonetheless, I just think it's kind of, you know, going to be interesting to see what happens in Dallas uh, at season's end. Uh, but on yeah. to week 10, not to give you a Patriots phrase, sorry, stuff, but on to week 10. Though <laughs> so I think really all you can really say is on to Cincinnati. Um, but um, to week 10 we go. Uh, we will, of course, be back next week to recap all of that and talk about the latest news. And, you know, next week it'll be mid-November and we will really be uh, in the thick of it. So uh, stay tuned for that. And other than that, we'll talk to you later, guys. Yeah. Have a good night and go Jags. Have a great night and go <laughs> Niners. Nick Mullins forever. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.